Howdy. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Gateway to the Smokies podcast. This podcast is about America's most visited national park, the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and the surrounding towns. This area is filled with ancient natural beauty, deep storied history, and rich mountain cultures that we will explore with weekly episodes. Now, I'm Joseph Franklin McElroy, a man of the world, but also with deep roots in these mountains. My family has lived in the Great Smokies for over 200 years. Oh, they weren't called the Great Smokies back then. I don't think they might have been, but I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I have to research that now, don't I? Uh, My business is in travel, but my heart is in culture. (laughs) Now, today, we're going to be talking about road life in the Smokies. Whether you're going nowhere or somewhere, the Smokies has great roads to sightsee and experience local culture by auto, motorcycle, bicycles, even horseback. Um, There's also wonderful uh, roadsides, uh, restaurants and attractions in in all these mountains. I will have, uh, I'm hoping my guests are trying to log on. My guests today will be able to give stories on both. Um, And... uh, if not, we'll talk about that. Um, and then I want you to hang on to the end, and we'll, we're going to talk about a holiday yesterday uh, called the Robert Burns Day that some people in the Smoky Mountains celebrate because he was a he was a popular poet of the original Scottish-Irish settlers. Uh, and we're going to specifically, since this is talking about food uh, as part of our program, talk about the food eaten at that traditional uh, dinner. Uh, Mike Ogletree, my guest a few weeks ago, will also give us a rarity, a live recitation of the dialect for the Toast to the Haggis. Um, uh, so I want to talk about um, the road to somewhere. The Blue Ridge Parkway, which is America's longest, longest linear park, runs for 469 miles, linking the Shenandoah National Park to the Great Smokies National Park. It runs mostly along the spine of the Blue Ridge, a major mountain chain that is part of the Appalachian Mountains. It ends at U.S. Route 441, which is on the boundary between the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and the Cherokee Indian Reservation in North Carolina. Now, Route 441, we'll probably talk about either today or some other day. It's a pretty important road uh, in the Great Smoky Mountains and in the road life that you might enjoy there. Um, um, and it, um, and it, uh, the, the great, the, 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 the Blue Ridge Parkway, which is that road to somewhere, it was begun during the administration of President Franklin D. Roosevelt. The project was originally called the um, Appalachian State the Appalachian State Scenic Highway, and work began on September 11th, 1935. Um, it, uh, it's, it, was, it was started in, it started near Cumberland Knob in North Carolina, uh, and then construction began in Virginia the following February. Then in June of 30th, 1936, Congress formally authorized the project as the Blue Ridge Parkway and placed it under the jurisdiction of the 
of the National Park Service. The National Park, the Parkway construction created jobs in the regime, but also displaced many residents and created new rules and regulations for landowners, including requirements related to how farmers could transport crops. Now, you imagine that people didn't have a lot of rules before then, started having rules like uh, they can no longer build on their lands without permission or develop a land except for agricultural use. Uh, and they were not even used to use this part way for commercial travel. So there was a little bit of upset back in those times. Um, and then the Eastern band of the Cherokees got in and they were affected by the parkway. Um, it, was, it was built through their lines. And, they, and from 35 until 40, they resisted giving up the right of way uh, through what's called the Koala Boundary. And we're going to talk about that someday. Pretty interesting place. Uh, and they were successful in gaining more favorable terms from the, and they were successful in gave, gaining more favorable terms from the U.S. government. And specifically, they got some money and they got to specify the parkway route. But really important for me personally, uh, they required the state to build a regular highway through Soco Valley. And that's the highway referred to US 19, Route 19, which goes through Maggie Valley, where I have a motel called the Meadowlark Motel. Um, and so then the Cherokee Indian uh, leaders participated in the dedications when the Cherokee sections opened in the 1950s. The, park, the parkway begins in Swain County, uh, Cherokee, at the entrance to the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Uh, and it's a beautiful drive through all the fall. Uh, sometimes closed due to win in the winter due to weather. And, and you have plenty of time to enjoy that, right? Because it's a 45 mile per hour drive and you know, there's some places where people get pretty slow. Um, and, 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 you know, there's not a lot of restrooms and dining spots on the parkway itself. So that's, um, that's more from, you know, for a beautiful drive getting from one place to another. And a couple of those drives to get from one place to another is, one is the Cherokee to Balsam Gap. And it, it's about a 26 mile from Cherokee to the Balsam Gap, uh, which is just west of North Carolina. And if, I don't know if you listened last week, we were talking about the Balsam Mountain Range and the music group Balsam Range. Well, that is, that's right smack middle in the Balsam, uh, Balsam uh, Mountain Range. Um, where that comes out near Waynesville. Waynesville is a pretty nice little tourist town to go visit. It's got a lot of things going on. It's not too far from Maggie Valley either. Uh, and you, along, on that route, you'll get to pass the Big Witch Overlook with a view of Cherokee Valley and Water, Water Rock Knob, uh, where there's a visitor information station and a comfort center, center. So I'll just have to hold it. And it has a spectacular view. And there's a, there's a half mile, mile trail to the summit for even better view. And has a nearly 360 degree vantage point for uniquely suiting for um, for uh, viewing and photographing both sunrise and sunsets. And let me tell you, that Blue Ridge Parkway, you see a lot of those really long vistas with those beautiful sunsets. A lot of them are, are taken from the new Blue Ridge Parkway because they got a lot of places where you can stop and they've cleared it out enough that you can just see for you know miles and miles forever. It's like looking at you know the heavens forever. Um, and uh, another one of those drives that's pretty good is then from Mount Balsam, Balsam Gap to Mount Pisgah. This 35-mile segment begins uh, just west of Waynesville 
at the Mausel Gate entrance, and it goes through several beautiful overlooks, including the Rich, Richard Richland Balsam Overlook, uh, which is at the highest point on the Blue Ridge Parkway. So, you know, uh, the road to somewhere goes all the way up to uh, the Shenandoah Valley. It's a beautiful drive. It's a much bigger trip uh, than if you want to engage upon. But, you know, there's an interesting little trip you can take, and that's the road to nowhere. All right. And it's the nickname of an unfinished six mile stretch of highway that's in, that starts in Bryson City. And it represents an unfulfilled promise by the U.S. government to a small community in Swain County. Started in the 30s and 50s when the federal government and the Tennessee Valley Authority took over 67,000 acres of public and private land in Graham and Swain counties, and it built the Fontana Dam, creating the Fontana Lake and part of the Great uh, Smoky Mountains National Park. Uh, in compensation for the land, which had been owned by many families for generations, I mean, these are real hill folks losing their land. Again, they weren't all, all entirely happy about that. The government promised to reimburse Swain County for the loss of the flooded Highway 228, which would provide access to the area. Uh, an, another insurance was that, that there would be a road approximately 30 miles long that would follow the northern shore of the lake and help substitute for the highway and allow the displaced residents to access their family cemeteries. Now, I know growing up, my family had, had one and other families did. You have these old cemeteries where you buried your family. So not being able to get to them would be pretty traumatic. Um, and so this road was started in the 40s and it extended about six miles, but then it stalled in 1969 because of environmental issues. And though uh, around the uh, year 2000, Congressman Charlie Taylor and Senator Jesse Helm got some money to, to fund that uh, road continuing. It was never completed. Uh, and, and, and a lot of it was due to more more construction costs, and it remains a, and it remains a sensitive issue, um, and, and is viewed as a broken promise. Promise. But what's interesting is this broken this road to nowhere stops. Um, uh, it, it stops um, at a tunnel, all right. And then when you walk through that tunnel, there's nothing on the side but a, a trail, all right. Um, so. It's it it uh, and it might begin. So you start about three miles outside of Bryson City, and it has beautiful views of Fontana Lake and the Texas Easy River, as well as encounters with woodlands and many small streams. It ends at that tunnel, and then the pavement ends after that tunnel, and you get on the you get you get on this what's called the Lakeshore Trail, and it goes for thirty five miles to Fontana Dam. There's also some uh, there's also some other trails along there called the Goldman Loop Trail Loop and the Tunnel Bypass Trail. There's also old homesteads and buildings along these trails. And then there's another trail branch called the Nolan Creek Trail that leads to the, the GSMP's highest peak, Clingman's Dome, uh, which is a really famous landmark uh, and place to go. It's, it's, uh, it's in the uh, Great, Great Smoky Mountains National Park. It's the highest peak there. And it... Um, it's a there's a lot of tra there's a lot of hiking trails that go from there as well. So it's a recommended it's a recommended um, a wonderful uh, uh, adventure I think. So there's a couple there's a couple great drives there that you um, you you can do one to nowhere one to everywhere <laughs> one to somewhere. Um, and you know that um, that drive uh, 441 
that then connects to US 19, that then goes through uh, Cherokee and goes through Maggie Valley, it goes by Lake Junaluska, it goes through Clyde, it goes through Canton, then it picks up the highway for a little, little while and goes into Asheville. That's a, a really nice drive for a road drive to see some things, and it's a pretty low lowland drive that you can do as opposed to uh, um, to one over the mountains. So anyway, uh, when we get back, my guests I think are here, and we will um, we will talk about uh, motorcycle rides and food stops in the mountains of North Carolina. Howdy. This is Joseph McElroy back with Gateway to the Smokies podcast. Um, I welcome you all back. Um, my guests today are uh, Val Dean Hamilton, also known as Pops, and he's owner of the famous Pops Place roadside restaurant in Maggie Valley. Pop is an avid motorcyclist as well as an expert in roadside fine dining. He is going to share his experience in the Smoky Mountains with us. Also with us is our mutual friend, Michael Ogletree, who was a guest on this show three weeks back and who is a, a resident musician in, in the metal art and a former drummer of the band Simple Minds. At the end, he's going to talk about food at the traditional Robert Burns supper, which, which holiday was yesterday. Hello, Pops. How you doing? I'm doing fine, Joseph. How are you? Uh, can I call you Pops? You can call me anything but late for dinner, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get that nickname? Uh, my children started it, you know, when they as they got a little older, and then all their friends and so on and so forth. All my, most of my friends call me Pop. Oh, really? Well, it's a good nickname, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's an honor. It's casual and it's got gravitas at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear, uh, I hear, congratulations on order. You just got what elected to the board of the Maggie Valley Chamber of Commerce. Correct. Correct. It's quite an honor. It's How did that happen? I love it here at Maggie, and so you know I've been here like six years. So, were, were you a long time? Were you been on the member for a while? And uh, ever, ever since we opened up this shop, we we joined the chamber. Yeah, well, here it's you know it's a little bit of a milestone because uh, you're the first African American elected to a position in Maggie, right? At all, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a pretty big statement, I think, on it, acceptance. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. yeah, well, I, I'm I'm pretty uh, happy that you're in that position because I know you're a great businessman and you'll only help build the business in Maggie Valley and all the Smoky Mountains, I think. That's what um, we're working for. Yeah. So tell me, how did you end up in Mountains, North Carolina? Um, I, I was living in Florida and a, a buddy of mine uh, had a restaurant over in uh, Transylvania County over in Bavar. That was 1987. And he asked me if I'd come work for him. So I came. Uh, he lasted about three months after I've been there, and I've been here over 30 years. Wow. So, yeah. So, so mountains have become your home then, right? Oh, it's my home, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I detect now you got a sort of a mountain accent there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's between that New York and that country. You know? There you go. <laughs> you say, sure. say, forget about it. I reckon, yeah. <laughs> I reckon yeah. you better forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty cool. So, so you you were working in the restaurant business in Brevard, and then you you moved on to other restaurants, I assume. Yeah, I um, that place ended up they sold it out, and uh, I ended up working at a Lake Totsway Country Club uh, for about five or six years. I left there and went to uh, Micah's in Sapphire, mm-hmm. and uh, then uh, got a job down here in uh, Silva. 
And then I lived in Cherokee for 20 years. Wow. In, uh, uh, between Bryson and here for the last 10 years or so. Cool. Well, that's pretty good. So you opened up this restaurant six, six years ago in Maggie Valley. Yeah. Uh, how did that come about? And tell us about, tell us a little bit about well, it. Well, I was, uh, I was actually, uh, on disability and my son came to me and he said, pop, let, let's go check out this restaurant. I was like, man, I ain't trying to go back to work and I'm done with work, you know? And, uh, so we went and checked it out and the, uh, rent was right. The location's perfect. Yeah. Uh, place is a little small, but we do it pretty well. And, uh, so we, we, we started it and, and he and I lasted together about a year and a half. And then I took it over in October of 16. And, uh, just last year he opened up pops butts on the Creek, uh, right down the road a little bit about a mile. And, uh, um, so that's going strong. So actually the family has two restaurants in Maggie Valley. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, your your restaurant is sort of a classic roadside. Uh, would you call it a diner? Correct. Correct. Yeah. And yeah. You're- yeah. You know your 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 omelets, uh, eggs any way you want them, uh, pancakes, waffles, shrimp and grits like you never ate anywhere in your life, guaranteed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have know the, a- the shrimp and grits and the and the biscuits and gravy are pretty famous aren't they oh they are yes sir yeah. fresh biscuits every day fresh gravy you know uh, i use uh good products you know i try to use good products and uh we love what we do so it comes out in the food you right know? uh you have, and do you have any of those traditional mountain foods like red eye gravy or you know, uh, no beans, no beans. but i do I do have Yellowstone ground grits. <laughs> Yellowstone ground grits. There you go. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I had to bring my little my New York flair down with my with my meals. You know, yeah. what I mean? and uh, uh, you know we I come from a family of a uh, bunch of cooks, bunch of cooks. Well, that's fantastic. Well, I know that um, whenever I'm whenever I'm with Maggie, I uh, I stop by your place if I can to go get the breakfast. Uh-huh. You know, it's uh, it's uh, those biscuits are really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you uh, there people too, right? say, can can you give me the recipe for them biscuits? I said, surely, but you got to realize you're going to have to make like sixty biscuits at a time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I'm not going to break it down for you. You can have the recipe. <laughs> so uh, Pops is right in the, in the middle of the, the of the town. It's right across from the festival grounds, right? Correct. Yeah, we're right yeah. right in the middle of town. Uh, yeah, and the festival grounds, if you go there for one of the festival pops, is a great place to stop off. It's a classic roadside place now. It's pretty famous. and uh, Real hot coffee, yeah. you know. Yeah, real hot coffee. Yeah. And then Butts on the Creek is more towards the entrance to the town from coming from the Waynesville side, right? Correct. And it's and it's a it's a cool place because I, when I, when you go in there you you go you drive basically you're driving off the side of a cliff <laughs> yeah down yeah. into the little valley you go real fast down and, and it's a caddy, you know, you know, back and forth method to get down to the little pocket parking lots and then you get right. down there. There's right. this basically it's a, it's essentially just a giant shack, right? <laughs> yeah, um actually, you know, it, it's a uh, metal building that they they made into a cabin. Wow. You know, the structure of it is metal and they just put wood everywhere. It just looks like a giant shack right on the yeah. and it's got yeah. all these 
It's got like these long uh, porches, the screened in essentially. Correct. Right. They go right yeah. over the creek, right? Yeah. We just uh, um, kind of insulated that so we could stay open all, all year round. Yeah. So, yeah, they do real well down there. They The best brisket around, oh ribs. My it's really good. Yeah. And that's you a know, classic. smoked chicken, pulled pork. Classic roadside uh, yes, sir. Right? Is yes, that, sir. Uh, is that food. So, um, so you've been in the, um, you've been, uh, see, where, 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 I'm looking at the, okay, so we're, um, we're in the, you are in the mountains now, and have you yes. been motorcycling your whole life? No, I, I actually never started riding until I turned 50. Really? Uh, and what yeah, are you, 51 I, now? Before, before <laughs> that, I may have had, you know, 20 miles on somebody's bike, you know, a couple miles here, a couple miles there, you know, yeah. uh, never really rode. And uh, I, when I was 50, um, some buddies of mine uh, that were riding, man, kept on pushing me, man. Come on, man. Try just hop on my bike and go, man. And, and, and I wouldn't do it, wouldn't do it. And then a buddy of mine, another buddy of mine came. He had a little Honda Shadow 600. He was trying to sell it. The money was right. The low mileage, the bike was right. Had a little money in my pocket. And, and now I ride a, 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 a it's a 07, uh, a Suzuki M109, and huh. I love it. It's right. a, a power cruiser. You know, you, you can still get a little sporty with it. You know what I mean? But it's a big cruiser, big 1800. Yeah. Wow. And now, yeah. how's your family feel about you doing all that uh, motorcycle? Oh, they love it. All my sons ride. They're, they all ride. Uh, my one son, Justin, he's got all his kids are riding dirt bikes and four wheelers and uh, my son Val Jr. He rides with me all the time. We go do the Daytona trip, the toy runs here, you know, stuff like that. Well, you know, when I was growing up at the Metal Arc, my my brother and I used to have a, a trail bike that we'd ride all through that backyard. Ah, it was, I can it was like three acre backyard. That's a lot of backyard. <laughs> three acre backyard. We'd run yeah. all over thing. You know, the bad thing we'd do is we were sort of bad boys. We would. Uh, take BB guns and we'd wear helmets to try to shoot each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you live, when you grow up in the mountains, sometimes you got to make up fun. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> before we'd moved to the, before we'd moved to the, the metal arc, we had lived up on, in the mountains and oh, we, had, yeah. we had built some, we had built some trails and you know, that was sort of the thing to ambush each other. <laughs> right. Right. And those, uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we used to do the snowball fights, you know, because I'm from Orange County, New York. So yeah. up around Middletown, you know, grew up there. And, you know, the, the ice balls, there weren't no snowballs. They was ice balls. Well, it's <laughs> funny. It's, kind of, it, it, it's kind of funny. You're sitting down in the metal arc and I'm sitting up in New York City. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Hey, it's a small world, though, Joseph. A small That's world. right. Well, you know, it's real different up here right now. You can't get you can't get out as much as you can down there. I keep thinking right, about right. But you know, if you come when you go down, you gotta come back, you gotta quarantine for two weeks. Yeah, I know. I I I've since I saw you last, I found out I had uh, a set of twin daughters. Yeah. Uh, Fifty one years old, ten grandchildren, thirteen great grandchildren, two great grandchildren. Wow. So, and they live on the island, you know, and they want to come back and forth, and it's so hard for them because, you know, trying to quarantine and all that, you know. Yeah. But I can't wait to meet all these this family, man. I feel truly <laughs> blessed. 
Well, you know, I'm 59 years old and I got two, two, I got uh, a two-year-old twins. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my goodness. I know are, that's right, brother. They're, they're, they're rocking yeah. the house right now. It's like, I know that. I need, right. I need that, I need <laughs> that four, I need that four acre backyard to let them just run around until they tire themselves. I know that's right. <laughs> that's what, and I raised my boys up in small town America. Yeah. You know, yeah. The heck with the city, small town America. Run in yeah. the woods, get out the house, go play, get tired. Because when it's bedtime, I want to hear go to bed. <laughs> well, I'm thinking about walking down the street, down the sidewalk with them, and have them. Uh, and when there's a rat come out of a garbage can, say, "Go get that rat!" <laughs> <laughs> and get them running. But my, I don't think my wife, my wife would let me do that. <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to happen, brother. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. That's All right, funny. well, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the the riding in the Smoky Mountains, and then, I'll, then we'll get into a little bit of some of the places to go up there. All right? We'll do it, for sure. All right. All right. Howdy. This is uh, Joseph McElroy, back with Gateway to the Smokies podcast with my uh, guest, Pops Hamilton, from Maggie Valley and the Pops Place Spectacular Barbecue and Biscuit Place. <laughs> How you doing, Pops? Oh, he had to hit the unmute button. Oh. Sorry, we're a little yeah, technical. Yeah, no, Here we go. Right. All right. There we go. There we go. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mike, Mike ran off, so I'm like, <laughs> by yourself. Oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, so you ride you ride a nice bike now, and you ride it in the on the, in the mountain ways of the Smoky Mountains. I've heard that the Smoky Mountains has some of the best uh, motorcycle trails in the in the in the USA. Is that true? That's very true, and and they're all over. And even you know, just back roads to different towns. You know, you you can make so many different loops, go so many different ways. Um, and it, they're all just spectacular. You know, the sights are amazing. What, what makes it spectacular? Is it the sites? The yeah, uh, yeah. You know, between your waterfalls, you know, amazing homes, uh, the rivers. Uh, you know, it, it's just amazing here. I, I really love it here. I think it's one of the best places to be. Uh, I had a little time when I was a kid out in Colorado, and you know, li living in a canyon. So it was. You know, being here where, where you can do those kind of things, it's just amazing. Um, I ride the, uh, I did the uh, tail on the dragon a couple of times. My uh, youngest son and I took the bikes and went over into Tennessee that way to do some research on my dad. He was born over there in Sweetwater area. Um, uh, it, it, the, the curves are amazing. I mean, just amazing. Now, if you, if you like to ride but don't like curves, then you don't need to ride in the mountains. But if you love curving, <laughs> then you need to come to the mountains and ride. <laughs> well, that's yeah. pretty. That's pretty good. Now, what are the what are some of the what are some of the safety issues when people are riding them? Do people the people stop? Well, it, the 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 one problem with with, with like the Taylor Dragon because it's so world famous. You know, you got people that come from all over the place to uh, ride that, and you have a lot of the. People like myself that are cruising along, you know, we're getting good speed, but we're just kind of cruising along. And then you got the, the younger guys and some of the older guys on the the, well, the Jap bikes, which I have a <laughs> Jap bike, but um, the, the uh, sports bikes, they um, 
and they ride so fast that you know they're up on you and, and you know you're in a curve uh, and you know you hear them coming but by the time you hear them they're past you already and so there, there's some dangers there you know um you have to definitely watch out for the wildlife you know we have elk bear you know all, all, all kinds of uh, wild animals that you kind of have to look out for um and other than that man it's just uh you know common sense kind of things you know is there a lot of uh holes and uh, you know rocks and tree limbs and things like that not really the roads here are really pretty good i mean you know every once in a while you'll run into something but for the most part the roads here are pretty good it's not kind of you know we don't get the freeze that you all get up north so you know the roads don't get tore up quite as much plus they don't get used quite as much as the roads you know around major cities and stuff and when you're um, when you're stopping at places and maybe staying overnight, do you have to worry too much about thievery or vandalism? Uh, I don't, you know, because uh, uh, we all lock our bikes down. We kind of keep them all together, and uh, you know, uh, I, I I try not to worry about those things because uh, I want to enjoy my ride and. Uh, I, you know, there are thieves everywhere. We all know that. Um, you just have to be kind of cautious. You know, you, you wouldn't want to leave your bike in a d- dark corner somewhere. You know what I mean? Uh, stuff like that. But other than that, uh, I don't worry about it. I, 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 I stopped worrying about things quite a long time ago. Uh, put a smile on my face, finally. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> if, if you worry about every little thing like that, you you, you yeah. can't get out there and ride and really enjoy yourself. Well, a lot of places in the mountains now are really motorcycle-friendly, aren't they? Oh, very true. Very true. Everywhere here. Um, there, there's so many motorcycles here during the season. I, I can't... I, I have couldn't fathom the, the true number, but I mean, just thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of motorcycles. You know, the revenue that they bring to the Western North Carolina is unbelievable. I get people from Canada, California, Washington, you know, uh, uh, Texas, you know, abroad too. Yeah, a lot of people abroad from abroad, you know, uh, come here and, and ride up. Uh, I think it was the first or second year we were open. We had about 10 guys that were staying at the hotel, and there were all Russians that came here, rented bikes, and rode. You know, they didn't, they didn't, of course, they didn't ship their own bikes over here, but they all went rock road and big Harleys, you know. Well, the Maggie Valley Festival Grounds yearly hosts a bunch of motorcycle and car rallies. And car rallies. They, they really yeah. do. Uh, the chamber has worked really hard to build these festivals uh, up for for the town. You know, we're thankful to, yeah. to that. Well, well, people that. listening should you know, look up the Maggie Valley Festival Grounds. They can also look up the Haywood County Festival Grounds. Correct. And I think that they have big rallies out in the, in the Gatlinburg area. Gatlinburg, yeah. Cherokee has them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's a whole lifestyle out here in the mountains to be, get the you know, road road life is really sort of an important aspect. And it always has been, even when I was yes. growing up. Yes. You know, yes. The, it was, uh, you know, there's a lot of these roadside motels. You know, the Metal Arc is a classic roadside motel. Yes. And it's part of a road culture. And yes. so it still is a road culture, you know, but it's got yes. a real uh, outdoorsy, adventurous spirit to it now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, I enjoy coming down here. I enjoyed uh, working with you doing, doing the uh, food uh, last year uh, on, the, on the weekends, you know, serving the barbecue and stuff. That was, that was really good. It was good for you all, good for me, and the people loved it. So that was really a good, good time. Yeah. yeah, so besides the Tale of Dragon, which I'm, I'm, I understand is considered the world's premier yes. uh, foremost motorcycling sports car touring road. And that's yes. only, what's that about? That's only like 40 minutes from Maggie, yeah, right? Yeah, about 40 yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty There's so many rides near Maggie and all yes. of them within a, a, and, you know, Haywood County itself, which is the gateway of the Smokies. Yeah. There's a lot of places. So, what are some of your other favorite rides? Well, I like the Diamondback. Uh, you got the Copperhead Loop. You got the Cherahala Skyway. Uh, I'll tell you a story about that one. Uh, All right, tell uh, me. <laughs> about six years ago, six, but yeah, I don't think I had the restaurant though. So maybe even seven years ago, we were uh, planned our first ride for the season. I, I belonged to a little cl club called uh, GT Riders, Good Time Riders. We're a social club. We do fundraising and stuff and then put it all back out into the community, all the toy runs and such. But anyway, we uh, our, it was my first ride of the year. I had, I had a bad tire and, and so I had to order a tire, back tire and put it on there and uh, finally got it on. And, and the guy said, man, called me and said, hey, we're going to run on Saturday and we're going to do the Cherahala Skyline. And I said, OK, that sounds like a good run. Well, we did about 300 miles that day. Oh, wow. Get into Knoxville and then back. And I slept for about three days after that. Wow. My body was so wore out. Wow. Well, those rides, I mean, yeah, they can, uh, they have these segments. So they're like lots of segments and you can keep going on segments and segments. Yeah. It's easy yeah. to, you know, to take all this road through all the mountains and then end up on an interstate and then come back on the interstate pretty yes, quick, right? Exactly. And so you can finish exactly. off the day with a fast, quick, uh, fairly right. quick, fairly Right, you can get home, you know, when, it, when it's like 7.30 and it's yeah. getting ready to get dark, you know, and you're still 200 miles away from home, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a, there's, a, there's a good ride that goes about past a bunch of the waterfalls, like six, seven, eight waterfalls. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, and I, I love that. I go up to uh, get on uh, uh, two seventy six and go up to the Parkway and then down into Bavard Whitewater yeah. Falls and and then Sliding Rock is a beautiful place to stop. Um, and you, you could know, go up uh, into Catalucci Valley and see the elk and see oh the uh, see all that uh, deep park area. Yes. And get out of get out and come back down through Cherokee, right? Yes, that's right. Oh, that's a real that's all that's all mountain, real mountain. Oh, real mountain. Yeah, that's real mountain. Real yeah. mountain. Real mountain. <laughs> real mountain. Yeah, but I, I, I kind of take, yeah. take it easy dry riding, you know. Uh I, I I guess I lost all the, the young boy stuff because I didn't start riding until I was older. And I like these <laughs> I like these old bones. So you yeah. Know. But my son's got a KTM twelve hundred, and let me tell you, I, I, he, he'll go. I said, just go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I'll catch you. Go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so but, what uh, is what is that the, ride that goes out to Hot Springs? That's another good ride. Yeah, that's the uh, um, Diamondback. 
that's a Diamondback run. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good um, one because it goes, yeah, yeah that, it goes over these really curvy mountain roads and then comes into the hot springs where you can go and jump in a hot spring. Hot springs, yeah, then, you get, yeah. then you go to Asheville and get the Asheville uh, experience and then you come yes. back to the to your place wherever you're staying. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good one. Uh, People listening, you can go to uh, various websites. The Smoky, SmokiesAdventure.com has information about motorcycle trails, and so does the MetalArcMotel.com has a list of great trails. Yeah. Um, is um, is um, is there is there any other um, adventures with motorcycling that you recommend to to do in the mountains here? Well, I'll tell you if you if you come to Maggie. And you're a motorcyclist, and you need to go through wheel, Dale's wheel through time, right, right behind your motel here. Yeah, they are. They have some of the most unique motorcycles in the world, one of a kind motorcycles, and they're so um, uh, um, uh, informative about everything. I mean, and every thing that they have on display, motorcycle, car everything runs there's not one yeah. thing that's it's a huge display. facility i think it's got uh, i think when they came here they had 22 million dollars worth of inventory i don't know what it is now <laughs> yeah, right? yeah 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 and, uh, and they have they have shows during this during the warmer months which are pretty cool even Very for outdoors cool. like they have that circle that ride of death where a bunch right. of my, my buddy charlie does that man it's yeah. amazing it's amazing. I'm like, no way, you know. I, I mean, I understand it that you know, as long as you yeah. keep that throttle up, you'll be all right. But that's all right. I'll let them do that. Yeah. Great to see though. Yeah, fantastic so, show. So, Pop, it's been. Well, I'm glad to have you here. Um, this has been a wonderful conversation. I'm gonna have Mike come down in just a minute. Um, right. But uh, it's been a wonderful conversation. Is there any uh, any any website you want to give for people to reach out to you? Um, I, I actually uh, have Mike getting ready to put me up a new website because I, I just closed down the old website, uh-huh. uh, but he's getting ready to put up a new one. So as soon as I do that, then I'll come back and visit with you All and right. put that out there. Do you have a Facebook page or anything? I do have Facebook. Uh, my Facebook is uh, um, uh, uh, Val Jean Hamilton at uh, 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 Hamilton. It's just under my name. And then we have one for the Pops Place, also a Facebook page, which will say uh, Pops Place, Biscuits, Burgers, and Barbecue. There you go. So, uh, you check that out. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> sure thing. And, of course, Butts on the Creek also has it. And Butts on the Creek, correct, correct. Yeah, cool. All right, we're going to head to a break. Let's brisket around. All right. So we're heading to a break. And when we come back, Mike Ogletree, uh, uh, if you can yell at him to get down here, we'll, we'll do, I'll do it. I'll do it, Mike. I'll do it. Yeah, Thank for you. sure. All right, thank you, brother. I appreciate you. We'll see you soon. All right. Howdy, this is Joseph McElroy from from Gateway to the Smokies podcast. I'm here with my guest, Mike Ogletree, who uh, is a resident artist at the Middle-Arc Motel in Maggie Valley, but he's he's also the former uh, drummer for the band Simple Minds and several other uh, hit-making machines. How are you doing, Mike? Good, good. Thank you. Yeah. I'm doing very well, thanks. Cool. So three weeks ago, we were here talking about the Scottish influence on uh, mountain culture, especially with reference to music. But we also touched on the fact that there was a poet, Robert, Robert Burns, that was very popular with the Scottish-Irish settlers that moved into these mountains. And um, <laughs> he um, is the subject of a yearly celebration in Scotland and in some places in the mountains 
called the Scottish Burns Dinner. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, well, thanks a lot for having me back on again. And, uh, you know, it'll probably be a, it's, it's, a, it's a, a return performance specifically because we're talking about food and we're, we're talking about Scotland and we're talking about Scotland's honorary uh, um, port laureate. Yes. <laughs> whose birthday was uh, yesterday. So that's, yeah. that's why I'm here because uh, one of the um, things that uh, he did, uh, one of the poems that he wrote was an address to a haggis. Now, this guy was a humorist poet. He was a, a bit of an everyman poet because he wrote uh, romantic poems, he wrote political poems, he wrote rebel poems. But um, the origin of his interest in poem was through humour because that's what they would do back in the day uh, to entertain themselves. They would get round, you know, all the, all the guys would get round and make up poems. And he became famous because he was really good at it, making up uh, funny stories and funny poems. And one of those was uh, a poem that he wrote called The Address to a Haggis. Now, a haggis, if you don't know what it is, it's a Scottish dish, and it's made of lamb, principally, and a few other uh, entrails and inner parts or organs <laughs> of, 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 uh, of, uh, of the sheep. So um, it's not... It, it's, uh, it's one of those dishes that has to be prepared properly. And when it is prepared properly, it's delicious. Right. And uh, Scottish people swear by its uh, nutritious and fortifying uh, qualities. <laughs> and, uh, you know, comparing it to other meals that you would get uh, at the time, you know, people would uh, talk about these exotic uh, French and Spanish and all these other meals. So... Um, Burns, uh, being uh, Burns, wrote a poem extolling the virtues of haggis and how it made Scotsmen strong and, uh, you know, virile, uh, whilst uh, scorning the, the value of the French ragu or fricasse, uh, these things here, which would uh, only be eaten by someone with skinny legs and... <laughs> who would be running across the battlefield all bloody and afraid. So yeah. it was just one of these humorous uh, poems that he wrote. But if you would like, I, I have been learning it. All right, yes. I mean, you, uh, yesterday was uh, was Robert's Byrne Dirt birthday, yep. right? And you, 25th uh, of January. And you did a virtual celebration of it. Uh, to let people know, Mag, you know, we in Maggie Valley are, are going to start doing a yearly festival, at least tonight and maybe more. Uh, of about the Robert Burns uh, supper, it includes music and uh, poetry and toasts and food. and food and uh, and drink and drink. wine and all sorts of whiskey, things. <laughs> as well as some, maybe some Highland games. But we started last year. We did one. This year we couldn't, but we did a virtual one. So, Mike, I would love for you to give the the in dialect the, the toast of the haggis and celebration okay. of Robert Burns Day. <laughs> so here it is, address. To a haggis. Fair fall, your honest sonsy face. Great chieftain of the pudding race. Aboon them all, you tack your place. Pange, tripe, or theorm. We love you, birdie, or grace, as long as my arm. The groaning trencher, there ye fill. Your heart is like a distant hill. Your pen would help to mend a mill in time of need. Well, through your pores, 
The dew is distilled like amber bead. His knife, see the rustic labour dicht, and cut ye up with ready slicht, trench in your gushing entrails bricht, like ony ditch. And then, oh, what a glorious sicht. Warm reeking rich. <laughs> then, horn for horn, they stretch and strive, deal tuck the hindmost, on they drive, till all their swill swell kites belive are bent like drums. The old good man, most like to rive, be thanker, Holmes. Is there the o'er his French ragout, or oleo that would stall a shoe, or fricassee would make her spew with perfect scunner? Looks done with sneering, scorn for you on sick of dinner. Poor devil, see him o'er his trash, as feckless as a withered rash. His spindle shank, a good whip lash, his neve a nip, through bloody flood or field to dash. Oh, how unfit. But mark the rustic, haggis fed, the trembling earth resounds his tread. Clap in his wally neve a blade, he'll mark it whistle, and legs and arms and heads will sned like taps a thistle. Ye powers, while mad mankind your care, and dish them out their bill of fear, all Scotland wants nae skinking wear, but jokes and luggies. But if you wish her grateful prayer, gee her a haggis. <laughs> All right, Mike, that was fantastic. You, you, gave, you gave that re- you gave that uh, gave it tremendous credit. That was fabulous. So, Mike, uh, why don't you uh, give a shout out to your your Facebook or page that you want people to come and uh, and see you do pres- presentations and other things that you're doing? The Black Scotsman. That's it. The the main thing that I'm doing really is the, the Sunday afternoon fireside concerts. Yeah. which um, I do every Sunday at 3 o'clock, and that streams to Meadowlark Motel. Yeah. It streams to my website, theblackscotsman.com, and YouTube and Facebook and all that stuff. Yeah. It's so limited. So there's only about six people allowed in the room, but it's a real cozy uh, experience. Oh, and yeah, if you come here, awesome. it's exclusive. But and you, you can stream it online. You yeah, know? People, only people who stay can actually come because it's very limited. But yeah. uh, you can see he streams it online at the Metal Arc, uh, at the Facebook page for the Metal Arc and on his own page at the Full Black Scotsman, spelled with an X instead of SC. Um, all right, or, or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, some other things. So thank you, Mike. Um, thank you. With a few, a few shout outs. Um, first of all, everybody, I'm part of a network called Talk Radio. Uh, talkradio.nyc uh, dot, uh, dot, uh, no, talk and I want to mention that after this show every Tuesday night is, Restub- is Rediscovering New York uh, with Jeff Goodman and it's a weekly show that can- showcases New York City's extraordinary neighborhoods and I recommend it highly um, I want to mention that I'm also uh, part of Where Traveler magazine we have developed a section on Where Traveler, which is, was established in 1938 and has been in motel and hotel rooms all over the world. It now has a digital 
And we're actually creating the first non-city-based section called uh, the Great Smoky Mountains. So if you go to wearetraveler.com, you can go to the Great Smoky Mountains and see we're developing a section dedicated to tourism and adventures in the Smoky Mountains. Um, I also have um, a website called Smokies Adventure, Smokies, plural, adventure.com, where we uh, present hiking and uh, outdoor activities and places to go and things to do very specific to the mountains uh, of, the, of the Smokies. Um, and it's a great resource for just finding out uh, what to do and where to go. Uh, and of course, you, uh, your Smoky Mountain Adventure starts with where you stay. And that's the MiddleArgMotel.com, which is smack in the middle of the whole Smoky Mountain area. And it's very quick to get anywhere, including some of the, the more urban areas like Asheville, North Carolina. It's only a half hour away from there. It's close to the, uh, to the flight. And the people in New York, you can get a round trip down to, uh, to, uh, Maggie, to, to Asheville and Maggie Valley area in about, for, for about 85 to 100 bucks right now. And for the, and, and for the foreseeable future for like, um, on Allegiant. So it's, 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 and it's quick. It's like a two hour flight or less. So you can get down here. So I recommend it. Um, and uh, don't forget to look up this gateway, this pod, podcast on facebook.com gateway to the Smokies podcast. And uh, thank you very much. And I'll see you next week. We'll talk to you later. Bye.